some clarity is instant and some clarity takes time because of evolution and necessary lessons that need to be learned. And I think it's about leaving space for all of that and really being open to how clarity comes to you, through you, flows through you, because everybody wants the clarity and they want the answers right here, right now, but there aren't, you know, so willing to go through the processes that the clarity might show up in. Hey family, I'm Tiffany Lanier and you're doing life with Lakeisha on Living Her Truth. Welcome to the Living Her Truth podcast, where we have honest conversations about what it means to live a purpose-driven life. I am your host, Lakeisha Wooder from LakeishaWooder.com, the place where women receive the tools necessary to feel seen, heard, and supported while pursuing their purpose. And now every week, you'll learn those same tools through candid and transparent conversations. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you are here. I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of your time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I am 100% invested in your self-awareness journey. So you better believe that every week I am bringing my A-game to provide you the tools necessary to live a more fulfilled and purpose-driven life. So it's a new year, you guys. We have entered into a new decade. I don't know about you, but that last part, you know, is is slightly settling in. <laughs> and so since we are at the top of the year, I just want to make sure that you start your year off with clarity. Clarity is so key for really understanding and, and embracing your purpose. You know, we set a lot of goals at the top of the year. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves at the top of the year to come up with these, you know, beautiful visions for our lives without necessarily understanding and having clarity on who we are, whose we are, and the purpose that was given to us. And without that clarity and really knowing and understanding um, our purpose, it's, it's hard to manifest a vision for our lives that is going to help us to feel more fulfilled and to feel like we have a more, we're living a more meaningful life. So I want us to start the year off a little differently. And I want us to start off the year with understanding what it means to truly live your purpose, what it means to, uh, live your truth or discover your truth like what does those terms actually mean and i'm a person that likes to implement what i've learned i'm not the type of person to just like this just sit on <laughs> sit on information so in this episode you're not only going to learn the importance of clarity and how you can use it to positively impact your life, your community, your family, the way you live, the way you lead, you know, you're also going to learn tools on how to just gain more clarity in your life. Because I know that's something else that we hear a lot that you have to become clear on who you are. But what does that mean? What does that look like? And what are the tools that I can implement? And what does it truly require to have clarity in your life? 
So I'm going to sit down with my clarity coach. I have worked with Tiffany Lanier um, several times on my entrepreneurial journey, and she's going to show us um, how clarity requires stillness and intentionality. Okay. So I truly pray that this episode really speaks to you. So I just pray that you just listen to it with open ears. So let me just tell you a little bit more about my girl, Tiffany. Tiffany is a leading millennial voice in personal growth, conscious leadership, and meaningful work. She is a serial entrepreneur, a nationally renowned inspirational speaker, and the founder of LPLC 360 Home to the Morning Shift Co. and a modern visionary. After surviving a life-threatening pregnancy and suffering postpartum depression, all while building a business, Tiffany realized one of the biggest modern-day plagues is the lack of space we hold for ourselves during our transitional periods. She quickly discovered in order to be a great mother, partner, entrepreneur, leader, human, it was pertinent for her to own her shift and move past the societal norm of bug out and burnout. Her intention to rediscover who she was, her purpose, and embrace her next chapter led to personal and professional breakthroughs that have catapulted her life and career. Tiffany is now dedicated to helping others do the same by creating conscious shifts in every aspect of their lives. As the creator of the Morning Shift Method, a philosophy built on five pillars for consciously crafting a morning practice for your humanity and humanity, Tiffany instills the power of intentionally holding space to enhance the way we live, lead, and work. Today, Tiffany is fueled by the motto, live purposely and lead consciously. Whether she is speaking to college students, entrepreneurs, creatives, community leaders, or executives, Tiffany challenges her audience to rediscover who they are, what they stand for, and what matters. Known as the queen of clarity, her self-reflective approach helps her audience and clients overcome the obstacles holding them back from stepping into the fullest versions of who they are and here to be. Tiffany's electric background has made her a sought after public speaker, trainer, and facilitator. She's presented for top businesses, brands, universities, and organizations, including Capital One, United Way, DeVry, and TEDx. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with my girl, Tiffany Lanier. Tiffany. Hi. Thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me today. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Are you kidding me? Of course. I mean, thanks. What? <laughs> it was a no-brainer. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate being on the no-brainer list. I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness, this conversation between the two of us is so, so important because it's the beginning of the year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2020. Big- yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the vision is clear in 2020. Well, we're going to get it clear today. Yes, we're going to get it clear today. We're going to talk about clarity today. Good. So that's why it was a no-brainer to start the conversation off, start the year off and the conversation off with you because you are the best and only clarity coach that I know. Like the best ever. And so- Even love- clarity, this is what they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> This is what they say. <laughs> clarity, queen of clarity. And I just want to start the conversation off by just letting everybody know how we actually met. Yes. So 
how do I keep this simple? Because I feel like <laughs> it's such a long story. Well, initially, I found out about Tiffany Lanier on the podcast, Quit Your 9 to 5 podcast show. And I heard her interview and just really connected with you and not necessarily because of, of the clarity, but I just connected to your story. Cause you talked a little bit about your, your woes with your pregnancy, because I'm the type of person, like, I love a good come up story. Like I love to hear people's testimonies and stories of how they overcame, you know, issues and struggles and turn them into triumphs. So I really connected with you from that aspect and also from the, from the aspect of, you know, you leaving corporate, starting your own business and, you know, turning your employers into, you know, customers. Like that was just like pretty cool. Like who does that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, man, I have to, you know, I have to learn more about this girl. So then I started following you on Periscope. And you would do the morning shift every morning. I absolutely loved it. And I was just 100% hooked from there. I was just hooked from there. And then our relationship even expanded because I found out about you towards the really the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And so I enrolled in one of your classes. What was the name of the class? The Core Business Academy. The Core Business Academy. And it was the Core Business Academy that really gave me helped me to really get clear on who I was talking to in my business. So I was able to serve them properly and show up with confidence because at first I would kind of show up. It was kind of like a turn. I stick my head out and stick my head back in. And that was because I really wasn't clear on who I was talking to and how I can serve. And so the business court Academy helped me to get really, really clear. And so with that clarity, I've been able to expand my business within like months of your course. I started to get podcast interviews that I was for, <laughs> you know, um, people was reaching out um, to have me on their podcast. And then I started to get clients started to come in because it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you do. Okay. He's talking to me. He's yeah. Talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So the business, my business just pretty much took off from there. So I, I really attribute, you know, the the early successes of my business and me getting here because now my business has been involved. I really attribute you as, you know, one of the people to help me really catapult my business and get to where I am today. So it was a no brainer to have you on the show just to talk about clarity in in general, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't only just coach people on clarity in business, but just clarity in how they lead, how they love and how they show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think at the beginning of the year, a lot of us get really confused, especially Mm -hmm. when the previous year didn't go as we planned it. We can get really confused. And so we're going to talk about that, that clarity. We're going to talk about countering the chaos, you know, so our 2020 can be different from the previous years because it's possible. It's possible. possible. And it can happen so quickly. And there's also, you know, as we talk about it, you'll realize, and I harp on it a lot, mm-hmm. also the time and the grace that it takes to have some clarity, right? Some clarity is instant and some clarity takes time because of evolution and necessary lessons that need to be learned. And I think it's about leaving space for 
all of that and really being open to how clarity comes to you, through you, flows through you, because everybody wants the clarity and they want the answers right here, right now, but there aren't, you know, so willing to go through the processes that the clarity might show up in. And so I think that that lesson, you know, early on is really important to remember. Yeah. And sometimes we need to deep dive into some really dark places in order to get the clarity as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we have. Yeah, not always, but they do serve as powerful, potent medicine, um, dark places, you know, things that and while you're in it feels why is this happening to me? Why am I experiencing this? Why do I have to go through this right now? Like I'm trying to do X, Y, Z, and this is hindering me. But usually, at least I feel like, and I don't know if this is a, a real statistic, like nine times out of 10, <laughs> but as many people that I've personally talked to as much of a young life that I've already lived so much art, you know, even though I'm 31, I feel like I'm 80. I'm just saying like, <laughs> Really, I do feel like I'm in my 80s and people are like, you're only really young. I'm like, who's young? I'm like, I've been here forever, it feels. I don't know. Uh, could it be all my past lives? I'm not sure. But I feel like an old sage <laughs> at times. Um, but, you know, we we tend to to downplay those experiences. And if we move too fast past them without really thinking what did this teach me? What could it teach me? How has it transformed my essence, my being, my identity? And can I allow for this to shape or reshape the next phases of my life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's pretty much in a nutshell what I did with turning my, you know, going through uh, and surviving sexual abuse and, and turning it into a business and just evolving it beyond what I can even like fathom you know we talked in depth about what that looks like you know before recording this conversation um but but yeah it was it's it's a journey it's a process and I'm enjoying it it has its ups and its downs but I'm I'm definitely enjoying it and I know a, a lot of times we hear people say, you know, that we need to discover our truth, right? To really become clear. But what does that mean, actually? Mm -hmm. Because I think that that term is, is thrown, thrown around a lot, but people yeah. don't really know what that means. Thank yeah, you. I, I feel like I'm always like, you know, you got to discover who you are. So discovering your truth, discovering who you are, um, are phrases that are thrown around a lot, like it's a universal understanding <laughs> that we all know what that means. Um, but ultimately, discovering your truth or discovering who you are is allowing yourself to really kind of peel back like an onion, right? Like if you peel yourself back like an onion, taking away societal norms, peeling back influences and thoughts of family and friends, um, all the things, all the preconceived notions of how you feel you have to be when you show up in the world, how society is or how work is, all these things that we have, that have been pretty much taught to us from a very young age, things that we witnessed, saw within our environment. Um, Finding and living in your truth or understanding who you are is peeling back all of those layers and then being like, who am I today? Like based on all, all the things that I peeled back, all the things that I believe that I know, all the things that I'm still willing to learn and discover, who is that person in the middle of it all, really? Mm -hmm. What does he or she really believe, really think, really process, really understand? And it seems very simple 
Like, I know what I know, <laughs> you know, like I know what I understand, but oftentimes we don't because we're always moving very quickly. Like we move through life from one phase to the next without even really thinking about it, without spending any time being like, well, I just went through some stuff, you know, and did I, what, again, what did I learn? What, how has this reshaped me? How has this shaped my thinking and my understanding of the world? So when we're constantly moving so quickly, we tend to just keep going and we change no matter what. We change no matter if you think you're changing or not, you are changing and you are evolving into something. The question is, are you evolving and changing into who you want to become or are you letting life happen to you and shape you? So it's like intentional creation of who you are or allowing everything to shape who you are and then deciding what does, who is that person and what does that look like? What's the first step in peeling back that onion? Stillness. <laughs> you know, like if you take, I just take a deep breath there because I was just talking really fast and I'm like, hmm, let me go ahead and pause for a moment. <laughs> you know, in this quickness, we live, especially in the Western world, right? We, we have a culture of busyness, a culture mm -hmm. of not even just productivity. I've been saying lately, hyper productivity. Mm. If you're not productive, then you almost feel worthless. You, we base our worth and our value on how productive we are in our work and society, you know, what, how we're counting our hours in the days. Um, so in order to really listen and hear and connect to who you are, you got to first pause for a moment and actually breathe, right? Actually take the deep breath. Like, it's crazy how much we don't breathe in. Mm, like we take yeah. short breaths. We don't even allow ourselves to take full whole body breaths because if we were to do that, it pauses us naturally. So when we are able to get into not only an actual physical state of breathing in deeply and taking the pause, but really taking like pausing all activity and starting to ask yourself or get asked some of the tougher questions that you aren't thinking day to day. That begins that process of peeling back. I love that. You know, stillness is something that I make sure to practice. And for me, stillness uh, looks like really just like, just disconnecting. Sometimes I just need to disconnect from like, everything and everybody, including the husband, just so I can really process what's going on, how I'm feeling, and where am I going to go, or how am I going to go to that next step? How am I going to overcome what it is that I'm going through and feeling and really understand what's going on? Because sometimes, you're right, sometimes with the busyness, we can look at a situation and think that something is wrong, when in actuality, it may not be anything wrong. It could be an actual blessing in disguise, but we are looking at it as if it's something destructive because we're moving so fast. Mm -hmm. And Tiffany is so crazy how when I, when I take those moments to disconnect, <laughs> people have a problem with me disconnecting. <laughs> I'm like, hold on like this is this is personal time that i need for me you know if i need to dis disconnect for a week or two or a month then i'm allowed to do that you know i think sometimes people can shame us into doing that or, oh, sure. or make us feel guilty 
for for doing that and taking that time and that's another reason why we're always constantly going 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 and not taking a moment to just have that that stillness and you know i had to just make sure that i just let people know well i'm i'm sorry you feel that way yeah i mean boundaries you know yep. quickly stating boundaries mm -hmm. with everybody and that's including your spouse and mm -hmm. your kids <laughs> like you know <laughs> I have a four and a half year old and who's gorgeous by the way. Thank you. You know, when you have small kids, I only have one. So I still bow down to all the mamas who have all the multiple small kids. Cause I'm just like, my small kid is a handful and some, um, and trying to keep up with her, but also like, listen, cause small kids are all up in your personal space all the time. So they don't care if you're using the rest. They don't care what you're doing. They are in your space. And you're just like, can I just have a moment? Just, just a small, tiny moment, even if it's a second, just give me one, one second. Mm -hmm. And so teaching her even, like there are times when I'm, when I'm meditating, she might, you know, I try to wake up early before her, but sometimes she gets up and she'll come find me and she knows I'm just going to sit next to mommy and I'm going to just be quiet for at least a couple of minutes. She doesn't have it in her to be quiet for a long period of time, but at least one or two minutes while I've taught her from a very young age, like you come in, if you see mommy kind of in a seated position and she's being quiet then you come in and you sit next to me and you two are quiet and you can put your hands in the meditative place and you can, um, and you can do whatever you want to do, but we're doing this together. And so something I don't compromise, um, is my mornings. You know, that's something that I don't compromise. Mornings to me are very sacred and teaching her at a young age, the sacredness of space so that hopefully as she gets older, she realizes the boundaries and also understands the importance of having that space for herself to learn and grow too. Mm -hmm. You know, good segue. Let's talk about mornings because you're all about the morning shift. That's one of the things that drew me to you even more when I started following you on, on Periscope. Um, talk to us about how the morning shift and setting an attention for the day impacts how we show up for ourselves and for others. Yes. Um, so the morning shift, you know, now it's actually a company of mine. So um, the morning shift co has been created out of really it was started as the live scope or the live streams that I did on Periscope back in 2015, you know, which is crazy. Um, 2015 is when I started doing those daily live streams and the morning shift at that time was just for me to share personal growth and personal discovery, you know, thoughts and, and little short trainings and philosophy um, to help shift people's mornings. And then eventually, at the same time, interestingly enough, while I was doing those live streams, I was going through postpartum depression and didn't even really know it. And so, you know, it's, it's always interesting because I can speak back on it, but I would do those live streams and then go cry. And a lot of people like didn't know that because I was the person that people came to for motivation and for inspiration, for clarity mm -hmm. and going through, you know, showing up and being present and also experiencing postpartum on the back end taught me so many lessons about everything that we're probably going to talk about over, you know, the series of this podcast, but it was the need for me to create the space for my own healing and prioritize that space. And I wasn't doing that because I also believed that I needed to be on the go. So I too had that fundamental thinking and processing of, I can't stop. I know I went through, you know, a complicated pregnancy, mm -hmm. had a child continuing to grow my business. And now I'm experiencing something 
hormonal that I don't even know what I'm processing when I, I just know that I find myself in these moments of like just extreme sadness and disconnection from everything. Um, but I got to keep going, you know, I got to keep growing my business. I got to keep showing up. I got to do, but I also felt like a fraud. I felt like such an imposter because who was I to show up and inspire, provide clarity and understanding when in that moment in particular, I didn't feel very inspired, motivated, or understood myself. And the morning shift for me, those live streams were actually a way of me processing, which mm. people didn't really understand at the time. I was going through a lot of those, those internal things. And then because I'm a coach and because I'm able to, do, to have a full understanding of how I was feeling, even though I couldn't identify the postpartum aspect of it, I was able to clarify those messages or those teachings and then turn it into something that I could share. So I was processing and it was pretty much therapy. Like it was really therapeutic. Those live streams were therapeutic for me in so many ways. And within a few months of me doing those daily live streams, a mentor of mine, you know, asked me, what do you do in the morning? And I was like, I jump on Periscope. <laughs> Like I basically wake up and, you know, tend to my daughter and then I jump on Periscope and then I get to clients and then I shoot some videos and then I create some courses and then I might schedule a speaking engagement and then, and then, and then, and then, and she's like, whoa, do you know that a year ago you were in and out of the hospital three times a week mm. that the doctor diagnosed basically that you weren't going to be able to have your child you know, you were going to lose your child by 24 weeks of pregnancy, mm. that you possibly were going to lose your life in the process of having said child. Mm. You did overcome that, mm -hmm. but then you had a newborn. Mm -hmm. You took a short break, mm -hmm. but then you got right back into the grind. Yeah. And then now you're experiencing all this inner turmoil. Mm. And never have you sat with that, mm. like the weight of it, actually mm -hmm. thought about yeah. What has that done to you mentally, emotionally, physically, Physical. spiritually? Mm. And I'm like, man, you're right. You know, mm. I just kept going. Um, and she probably didn't know at the time. She was just trying to encourage me to, you know, start meditating and create a gratitude practice. But it got me to really thinking, like, you have been through a lot yeah. in less than 12 months or about 12 months time never once have you processed all that you've experienced and so many of us do that we go through these really big life transitions and i say big life but big is relative right mm -hmm. we're always going through transitions mm -hmm. that change our lives in some capacity mm -hmm. and what we don't usually do is take the time to understand how it's impacted us we just keep going and so when she brought that to my awareness, her encouragement was like, I need you to take even just a few moments every morning and start meditating. And I was like, I try to meditate and that never really works for me. My brain is going at a thousand miles per hour. I don't know how to stop it. Like, how do I meditate? And she's like, yeah, I think you have meditation all wrong. And so what you're trying to do is just slow down, breathe in, be mindful, be present, you know, and start a practice there. So I started that started doing my gratitude work. You know, she suggested that, you know, not only a gratitude journal, but like share with my partner, what was I grateful for at the end of the day and start having a communicative and collaborative gratitude experience. So even just doing those two things in a matter of weeks, I started to see an actual change in myself. I started to feel like maybe the world isn't so dark. Maybe 
I can overcome, you know, what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing. And because I'm a coach, I was like, I think I can do a deeper level of work here. Like there's a small breakthrough that is happening right now. How can I deepen this experience? And it got me thinking about actually having a practice. And I asked myself, what is it that you actually need today? Like, what do you need, not only today, but what is a bigger vision that you're trying to, you know, go towards or go through? And, and I'm like, what are the activities and the things that I can do to help me with who I am right now and what I need and who I'm trying to become? Mm -hmm. So that became a very philosophical question for myself. And I began to go through this process of different activities and things to express myself and be more fun and, and all kinds of just little things throughout my morning. Mm -hmm. And after a few months of doing this consistently, I felt like night and day, like mm. complete 100% transformation. Cause even during that time, like my business was stalling because I was kind of stuck like in an internal place. And so I knew things were changing because I felt like I was a better mom. I started showing up. I mean, I was already showing up. So the showing up didn't stop, but I felt more comfortable and confident in my own skin showing up again versus feeling like a fraud. Like I had been for months prior to, um, my business started to change. I started, was making, I was starting to make the money again and all of those things were happening. And I'm like, this is like magic. Like there's something in this, there's, there's potency, not just in a morning routine. Cause I watched so many videos and I didn't feel like they were totally connected. I know so many of us do, but there was potency in something that I was creating. And that's when I decided back in 2017 to create a course on it. So the morning shift went from live streams to being a course um, because I wanted to teach people why it was so important to create a morning practice to have an intentional day, but how you can do it in a way that's unique to you, your vision and how you wanna grow. And once I started like really teaching that over the last two years, you know, it was a course and I started doing talks on it. It became sessions that I do locally at my co-working space um, for the community and even holding space, um, you know, in person and in community. But to answer that was a long way to get to your actual question, which was, why is it important and how do we do it? It's important to do all this work for the obvious reason of you need it. You know, some people are like, I'm not a morning person. And this, it, I harp on mornings, that's the beginning of your day. But to me, whenever you need to do the work, you know, the work needs to be done whenever you can, whenever you are able to do it. But the mornings start your day off, right? Because you should be trying to hold space for yourself before you hold space for anyone else. Before you dive into even your kids and your spouse or your, you know, coworkers and your clients, your social media, whomever, like we give so much of ourselves and we don't even realize how much we give of ourselves that by the, the reason we're so tired and need a nap by nine o'clock, by 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. is because we're already depleted. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we set, when we have an intentional morning and we find, and we reconnect to who we are and we get that meaning, we're getting clarity we're building our confidence muscle. We are trusting ourselves, our voice, our intuition. Um, and this has a ripple effect of success. Ultimately, I don't preach productivity. That's actually, I preach the opposite. I don't want you to think of your morning practice as a hyperproductive time. I want this to be a meaningful and intentional time that the result of doing so is productivity. Is you being a more effective human? Is you being a better human to those that you talk with and, and have conversations with any given day. 
that is my goal for you. So to me, that is the importance of really capitalizing on your mornings in a way that the, it's about meaning and intention because none of us are really searching for more ways to be productive. Like we might Google that, that's not what we're actually searching for. We're trying to find like the meaning and the purpose behind why we are here and why we exist. So start holding space for that. You know, first off, let me just say, thank you. Thank you for continuing to, to show up because I never knew that you will go and cry after those morning shifts, right? Yes, I was coming to you for the, motiv the motivation and encouragement and to help me to get clear on my day, but I didn't know that that was going on in, in the background, you know? And I think a lot of us who are those, who are the strong ones in our circles, in our families, people don't check on us as often as they should or even ever, you know? And so people are constantly coming and, and taking from our cup, but our cup is not being refilled. Mm -hmm. So I just wanna say, you know, thank you for, you know, um, growing through that experience because I really want, at, you know, out of everything that you said, I really want people to really understand the point that you working on yourself is how you was able to help me and everybody else. Because until you stopped and really understood what it was that you were going through, why you was feeling the way that you feel, your business stalled. Everything stalled and came to a halt until you started working on Tiffany. Mm -hmm. And once you started working on Tiffany, that's when the business started to even progress and blossom even more. You was able to probably be a better mom to Autumn, you know, mm -hmm. and a better wife to Brian by focusing on you. And I love the fact that you say that mornings is not about being product, you know, being uh, productive, hyperproductive, you know, it's about being intentional, right? And that's something too that. I want that I try to preach or just coach my clients through, but in a different way, but through self-awareness, I try to get people to understand that focus on you, right? Because when you focus on you, everything else will fall into place. If things are not falling into place, it's, it's probably like a personal internal something that's going on that you need to acknowledge, accept and face and address so you can move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what you just told us to do. Yeah. I mean, that's where the self-awareness comes from. It comes yeah. from the stillness. It comes from doing the actual, the stillness and the work, right? It also is work. Like, you know, the self-care movement that we've kind of been in for the last few years, I'm so grateful for it in the discussion about self-care. The self-care is not just bath though i love my baths if you follow me on instagram you will see how much i love my baths um baths is a form of self-care for me but even while i'm taking a bath i am doing mindset work like i am doing things to better myself sometimes it's just totally relaxation but i try to like you know create an experience a meaningful experience and rituals for myself as often as I can. Mm -hmm. And I turn what is usually the mundane things, the things that we think that are so basic and can't be life-changing, if I can turn that into a life-changing experience, yeah. I will do it. And all the only way you take something from being you know, mundane to magical and life-changing is the intention that you put behind the activity that you do. And so the clarity and the self-awareness comes from this place of stillness and intentionality and understanding and really doing the work. And sometimes the work 
takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, it just takes time. Like it's not one meditation session or one coaching session, even like mm -hmm. it's usually an evolution in, in the endless amount of work that you do. You just reach new levels every time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I continue, I don't just preach this stuff and teach this stuff. I live this stuff. Like I am living my practice every single day. And and that's taking that and that's taking that motion. You absolutely yeah. positively live what it is that you preach and you, and you coach. Because even the, the short time frame that I've been following you, I've seen, I've noticed the evolution of your business and you as a person. Like I've witnessed you taking breaks from social media to say, okay, I need to work on me. This ain't working for me. There's something going on. I need to figure it out. So you guys is not going to see me for a few months or mm -hmm. you guys ain't going to see me until next year, you know, and just really. I'll take be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. So, I, I mean, so I second that. And that is sustainability. So I talk a lot about personal sustainability as well as social sustainability. Like I have a couple of different business and business ventures that I do. And when I talk, I'm usually speaking on how to be sustainable right? And sometimes it isn't just, the going isn't always sustainable. And so if I take a break, it's because I want to ensure that I'm going to come back better than I am right now. If that's next year or next month, then so be it. Um, but know that I'm constantly working on myself. And like what we talked about even before we started recording is the long game. I know what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. And a part of my soul work and soul's work is growing myself so that I can help others grow. And if I have to take time to do that kind of work, this is no short, I'm not looking for short-term gains. I am here to quite literally live out loud and experience life in its fullness and then help others live, live their lives as the fullest, most whole version of who they are here to be in exchange. And I only can do that when I'm doing the work too. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So how do we counter the chaos? in our minds, yeah. our faith, you know, our personal lives to gain that clarity. So we can not only show up for ourselves, but forever for other people as well. How yeah. We so countering the chaos to me, like my philosophy behind counter the chaos mm -hmm. is everything is chaotic. <laughs> you know, like, Let's start there. <laughs> almost everything is chaotic. Like that's just kind of the lives that we live. And we glamorize our chaos sometimes like I'm busy I'm so busy I'm just you know out here living my best life being busy and then secretly some of us are crying in the closet you know when so what we show on the outside is not necessarily what we feel on the inside we don't really create the space to have the real true conversations all the time um because there's a part of us that we don't want people to Mm -hmm. not think that we're not successful or to not think that we don't have it together because if we don't have it together and we're not successful as we look or be perceived then maybe they don't trust me and if they don't trust me they won't buy from me and if they don't buy from me then I don't got a business and I don't have work like so we go through all of that in a matter of seconds right when we're making our decisions about how we show up in the world mm -hmm. um, and that is a chaotic state to live in whether you have a business or you're in corporate or wherever like we are all trying to like live in that facade to some degree um, and that's chaotic in itself outside of the actual world chaos that we live in, like politics and anything else, like it is chaos. So how do we counter it? Well, we talked about stillness. Stillness is still going to be my number one way to counter mm -hmm. a morning practice that also includes stillness is really where I find that you can hold the most amount of space for your chaos. And so within your practice, 
you can create the containers for all of that you need, all the things that you need to do and how you wanna show up. Um, we also can counter chaos in community. And that's something that we don't talk a lot about. Um, so I spent, you know, this, this part of the podcast talking about the inner work basically and taking time for ourselves as individuals. But as I expanded the morning shift and really started um, past the course and past the one-off talks and really encouraging people to do it, I started holding sessions in community. And so people would come to me and do their practice in person. So it'd be, you know, whether it's five people or 10 people or 15 people, I walk them through a meditation. We talk about a centering thought for the day. And then I have them do some personal, what I call personal shift time. So whether that's journaling or reading or moving their body or whatever is continuing meditating, whatever it is that they want to do to fill up their cup for that day. And then we come back and do like light coaching. And with that, those conversations of you know those thoughts and what's coming up for them is so imp like what's so fruitful is listening to the other people and realizing that you're not alone mm -hmm. because even while you're doing the inner work especially if you're doing it all by yourself mm -hmm. you can still get really caught up in your head right like and you're debating whether it's enlightenment or self-sabotage and you don't really <laughs> know because you're still by yourself and so that's why i believe doing work in community is also important, whether that is community coaching sessions or working with a coach in particular or working with a therapist or a counselor, um, working with others mm -hmm. is a way to also deepen your own understanding of self um, because others can reflect to you what you may not be able to reflect to yourself because you are so deep in that discovery work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We cannot live in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We cannot live in a, in a vacuum. And I'm going to leave a link um, below for you guys, because if you're in the Florida area, you can do the morning shift. With you can actually do it digitally, too. Oh, OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll definitely make sure. Yeah. The link in the um, in the show notes, because I know for for a while that I was getting jealous because I was just like, where is there a social house in Houston? Like, <laughs> I was Googling. I'm like, there's a social house in Houston. Like, yeah. You know, in. I was doing it and I know because I was shared all the time that I was doing them in person. Yeah. And that's why, you know, once I realized that there, there was a possibility for me to do it also digitally and in person. And now I have like a hybrid model where some people are in person and some people are digital, um, depending on like, you know, where you are in the morning shift. But it's been really fascinating and really great to be able to have that hybrid community. So, you know, if only one person showed up in person, there's a group of people online who are also having this conversation. And so what is happening is people are getting to meet people who never knew each other and getting to just share in the discovery of their own growth. And it's been such a potent experience over the last couple of years that I've been able to do practices in community um, because I, I now really see that even the little things, little insights can make huge strides and our personal evolution little insights from the individuals around you or from myself holding you accountable you know as a coach or from you holding others accountable as a coach you you get to really take that nugget of information and just go with it mm -hmm. and sometimes it just seems so simple but you would have never thought about it on your own and that's where the potency comes from um, by having you know a support system and a support network absolutely and this is why I started the year off talking with you. You are amazing. 
Thank you. You are amazing. I know some people have probably got their lives, their whole lives together. You know, hopefully they have learned that whatever happened in, in 2019, to don't necessarily just like run from it and keep going, 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 going. To slow down, be still, figure out what's going on and how are you feeling and how are you going to process it moving forward. And you are the perfect person. To have that conversation with, which is why I wanted to start, you know, the new year off with, with talking to you. And, and, and also because you are, like I said before, such an integral part of my entrepreneurial journey and, and lifestyle as well. So count down the days, Tiffany, for when I can hug you in person. Yes. <laughs> soon. soon, I'm sure. Soon, I'm sure. Counting down the days. But before I let you go, I just want to know. Give us one book or audible book because you know I'm addicted to audible. Um, recommendation that has impacted your life and or business. Outwitting the Devil. Mm. So Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm. And it has like nothing to really do with like how we perceive the devil, kind of, but not really. Um, but it was one of the first, like maybe not. Like it was one of the first, like it was within the first year or so that I was really embarking on my own personal growth and self-discovery journey. And I remember um, Brian and I were doing a road trip when we were living in Denver. We were driving from Florida to Denver. And so it's like a 30 something hour drive. <laughs> um, and we decided to listen to Outwitting the Devil. And it's a book and you can listen to the audio, but it is so dynamic and it brings so much truth and understanding just how we think and how we're processing and who the devil actually is in the eyes of Napoleon Hill um, in this yeah. particular book. I don't want to say too much because then I'm going to give the whole plot away. So just, just listen to it. Okay. <laughs> just listen to it or read it. Um, yeah, it was definitely a life-changing book. And what is it again? You said Outwitting? Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It's like it was written in like the 1930s <laughs> and still a very viable book of who we are really as individuals and how we think and how we process. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely gonna have to make that the next, the next read for sure. Definitely. So one last question, when describing the meaning of living your truth, what is your third word when you hear these two words I'm going to give to you? So tell me your third word. Okay. Self-awareness, of course, purpose and Consciousness. Oh, I love that. Yeah, consciousness. Yes, because I feel like that's 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 the awareness. That's where it, that's where it all stems from. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I know my tribe is forever changed. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. We'll do part two. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe, maybe towards the middle of the year. <laughs> we do a mid-year review. I'm always down to do some mid-year yeah. reviews. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. And thank you for always pouring into me as well. You know, because a lot of coaches, you know, once they finish working with their clients, that's like the end. That's it. But you, you continue to show up for me, and I thank you for that. I'm appreciative of you and I'm excited for all that you are up to and what's next. Family, was that good or was that great? <laughs> 
Wow. Now do you understand why I love Tiffany so much? Now do you understand how you cannot have a conversation with Tiffany and not walk away clear on your vision, who you are, you know, in your, in your purpose and how you can literally, literally impact the world. It's not just about impacting our families and those who are close to us. It is literally about impacting the world because we have something that this world needs and we truly, truly need to become more clear on who we are and what we are assigned to do in this world so we can show up accordingly. That's how you live a purpose-driven life, by starting off with clarity, getting clear and holding space for really understanding and deep diving in who you are. So I pray that this episode with Tiffany um, really helped you out and gave you some, some tools on how you can start your mornings off with clarity and just holding space for yourself. Please reach out to me across social media and let me know what nuggets you picked up in this particular episode, what aha moments that you have, what stood out to you, what are you going to implement immediately or did she confirm some things that you already been doing and wasn't quite sure if you was doing the quote unquote right thing? So reach out to me across all social media platforms at Lakeisha Woodard and let me know your thoughts on this particular episode. So you guys, now that you know how to gain clarity and the importance of clarity, the next step is truly understanding you know, your purpose and what purpose truly means and what it takes to implement your purpose. And the next episode, we're going to dive deep into it, you guys. We're going to break this down, okay? Because I feel like there is lack of understanding around purpose and lack of belief around whether or not each and every one of us have a purpose and what it looks like to truly walk into your purpose. So in the next episode, I am going to dive deep into it. So definitely come back because I want every goal that you set for yourself from now moving forward, I need for it to be aligned with your purpose. And so in order for you to to do that, you really need to understand what it is. And so in the next episode, we are going to dive deep into it. But I hope you really loved this episode. If you did, please share it because by you sharing this episode, giving me a five-star review and leaving a comment, this is how I'm able to reach my million. Because if you listen to the first episode, you know that I have a really, really lofty goal with my Living Her Truth podcast. And that is to reach a million people or receive a million downloads within the next two years. And the way that I can do that is with your help. So please share, rate, comment, and um, talk about it. And I really appreciate you being here. And until next time, always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful. Beautiful.